When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is our signing day edition of the tailgate. In fact, coming up... Chad, Toby, myself, and every member of the Sooner coaching staff will break down everything that took place from Wednesday's early signing period. So anything you missed, we have covered for you right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And then looking ahead to our post-Christmas edition, we're going to go in-depth, Toby and I are, on the OU-Georgia matchup. So we have tons to get to. So What do you say we start things off with a new segment we're going to have during Bowl Week on the Sooner Sports Podcast? Show them what time it is! There's a lot of people that do a ton of work behind the scenes for Sooner Sports TV. One of them joins us now. It's Jacob Potter. Jacob, I need your creativity. We've got to come up with a name for this. All my ideas are for TV, Chris. I don't have any podcast ideas. I was thinking like maybe the the producer's view, ask the producer, Something along those lines. Well, we'll count on the listeners to help us create something here. Uh, obviously, Jacob, along with Chad McKee, Teddy Lehman, and Jessica Cootie, uh, will be taking care of the Sooner Sports TV coverage from Pasadena. Jacob, what can we come to expect next week during the coverage of the OU Georgia Rose Bowl game? A lot of great stuff planned uh, for Sooner fans. We have five shows that we'll be doing from Pasadena, four practice report shows, and, of course, game day uh, on the first before the big game. Uh, The first show will be on January 28th at 5.30 Central here on Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, We'll be looking at a lot of the uh, Oklahoma quarterbacks and wide receivers, how they kind of match up against Georgia in their defensive backfield. Uh, Are they ready for this kind of high-octane offense? Uh, The 29th will also be at 5.30 and also on Fox Sports Southwest. We'll be looking at uh, the Oklahoma defensive line, the linebackers. Uh, Georgia's uh, yards after contact is Kind of a cause for concern. Sooner fans uh, have got to really be watching for the tackling uh, on Oklahoma's side. 
of course, uh, Georgia's offensive line and running backs really kind of run the show. They, they love to drain the clock and really kind of milk uh, every bit of the game out of it that they can. Um, they don't pass it unless they have to, uh, that's for sure. Uh, the third practice report show will be on the 30th. It will be at 5 o'clock on Fox Sports Southwest, so make sure you uh, set your DVRs uh, and don't just uh, expect it to be on at 5.30. It'll be on at 5 that night. Uh, there we'll be looking at the Oklahoma offensive line, Bill Beatenbow and his staff, and the running backs. How can they uh, kind of push the ball down the field uh, through the ground? Uh, if Baker's a little bit off, which I doubt, uh, they can always uh, lean on that run game. Of course, we have a great stable of backs, uh, as does Georgia. Uh, but Georgia's defensive line and their linebackers, I mean, one of the lines that's been buried in this, uh, one of the leads that have been buried, Chris, is the uh, fact that Georgia not only has one Butkus winner, they have another Butkus finalist. They have two guys that are extremely proficient at what they do. Uh, so that would be something to really look forward to. Really interested to hear what Teddy has to say about that. Uh, the fourth practice report show uh, will be on the 31st, of course, and it will be at 5 o'clock on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Uh, we'll be looking at the Oklahoma defensive backs. Uh, does their role change at all uh, whenever you have uh, kind of a hev- heavy run team like Georgia does? And, of course, Georgia's quarterback and wide receivers, how they match up. Really, there's not much to speak of. We can talk about that a little bit later, but whenever it comes to Georgia, they are a run-heavy team. So uh, we'll see what Jake Fromm can do. He's, uh, of course, a highly recruited out of high school. We know he can throw it. He just hadn't done it that much yet because, honestly, they get ahead, and then they just bleed the clock dry. So uh, that'll be what we have to look forward to on the practice report shows. And, of course, an hour before the game on Fox Sports Southwest, uh, we will have Sooner Game Day live with Chad McKee and Teddy Lehman. All right, listen, we're going to have you on two more times before the Rose Bowl. So, obviously, beyond the game we touched on, how about the game itself? What are some storylines that you're keeping an eye on? How about this, Chris? Let's go through the four top storylines uh, for each show that we're going to kind of address. For, uh, for the first show on the 28th, obviously the first storyline that everybody knows about already, uh, Baker and Roquan. I mean, you got Heisman versus Butkus. That's the one that everybody's talking about. You're going to go one-on-one. Um, it's really just a matter of who, who's the better uh, at what they do. Um, that's what I'm interested to hear from from Teddy. Uh, he'll be on our, our shows all week. And being a former Buckus winner himself, uh, I kind of want to know how he sizes up. On a scale of one to Lehman, uh, where do we think Smith kind of lands? All right, listen, save those other three storylines for Tuesday's edition, all right? Jacob, uh, the producer's eye, ask the producer uh, in the earpiece. I don't know. Whatever we come up with this from a title perspective, I appreciate you finding time and looking forward to all the great coverage from Pasadena on Sooner Sports TV. Jacob Potter, man, I, I, I tell the story a lot. I work on Sunday nights from 10p to 1 a.m. on Fox Sports Radio, and we broadcast from – the stadium, and that's where Sooner Vision is located. And it's 115, 130, whenever I'm done with the show on Sunday night. And Jacob Potter is up there still working, grinding, getting tons of information for you, the Sooner fans. Looking forward to helping him, uh, having him help us preview the game, and then obviously seeing all of his behind the scenes work on what would that be. So Tuesdays or Mondays, Monday's Christmas, so that's the 25th. Tuesday, the 26th. So Thursday with their first show on. The 28th. All right, what do you say we get after it? A little recruiting coverage. Our Facebook Live show with Chad and Toby gives you all the scoop you need from signing day, the early signing day on December 20th. 
the first year that we've had an early right. signing period for collegiate football. We could debate probably all day, and coaches are going to debate once this day is over with whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to be involved in bowl preparation. At the same time, you're trying to sign recruits that are going to get you to bowl games and national championship games in the future. But it's a feeling out process, I think, with all of this. And the Sooners have 17 guys who have uh, signed and sealed and will soon be delivered here to Norman, Toby. One, uh, one way or the other, it's fun to experiment a little bit. It may be hectic for coaches, but it's sure fun for us. You know when you order something for Christmas that's really big yeah. and you're excited about it? And then it shows up, and you got to put it together. Mm -hmm. There's a thousand pieces to it. I, that's the way I feel about this early, early signing period. Coaches were all for it, most of them anyway. And then it came around, and it's in the middle of bowl preparation and the most important time of the year. And they're having to assemble these classes. And I think that a lot of them said, wow, I, maybe this isn't the best idea. But as it pertains to Oklahoma, they have had a very good day. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the method in which Lincoln Riley went about assembling this class and convincing most of them to sign early was very effective. Yeah, and I think that it's a little bit like playing a game. Yeah, you have a game plan going in, but until things start happening, right. you don't know exactly what you're going to need to do. And they've kind of had to shift on the fly with preparation, of course, for the college football playoff game in the Rose Bowl against the Georgia Bulldogs on New Year's Day. So you're flying around all your coaches. You probably got video of uh, Georgia playing on one iPad and video <laughs> of your recruits on the other iPad. Right. And just trying to, trying to manage your time is probably the most important thing. And of course, reason you got to go out and get the best players in the country is because you're losing some very good ones, guys who have gotten Oklahoma to two uh, college football playoff appearances in the last three years, including that guy. Baker Mayfield at quarterback in Oklahoma has gotten a quarterback in this signing class. I don't like this graphic at all. Tanner Mordecai. Why don't you like this graphic? Right, because depressing. you don't want to say goodbye to these no, guys? I mean, look at those names, <laughs> man. This is a depressing graphic. Well, hopefully you've got two more games in which to enjoy yeah, them. A Rose Bowl and potentially a national championship game. But you're right. Saying goodbye is the hardest part sometimes about collegiate athletics. And Oklahoma will say goodbye to a bunch of good players. Uh, Jeff Bidette, who was here for one year from Kentucky after transferring the great Dimitri Flowers, who's gone in a long line of terrific fullbacks during the Bob Stoops slash Lincoln Riley era. Of course, a guy you may have heard of named Baker Mayfield, who garnered every major college football award this year. Jeffrey Meade and Jordan Smallwood, a couple of wide receivers. And, well, you got the Defensive Player of the Year in the Big 12 in Obo Okoronko and stalwarts like Stephen Parker, Will Johnson, and Emmanuel Beal, who's been first or second in tackles each of the last two seasons. And if we're being honest, there's probably a couple of more names that will add to this list eventually. But yeah. we'll cross our fingers. We don't want to regard. talk about no, that yet. Not. I mean, maybe, this is enough. Maybe this later is on. enough to deal with right now. Let's at least enjoy those guys right. thinking that they're going to be back next year, the two of whom you speak. Signing day 2018, yes, it's 2017, but we've already had a 2017 signing class. Right. So the guys we're talking about today will be officially the class of 2018. What's the it hashtag? Uh, ST2K18. Okay. That's what you got to go to in Soonersports.com. Great bios on all the incoming recruits. It is 17 signed so far. Of course, you got to be good in your home state of Oklahoma, which Oklahoma has been over the years. Six kids from the Sooner State, including a couple of teammates from Tulsa Union High School, and our Chris Plank talking now with head coach Lincoln Riley about the in-state signees. All right, guys, we're here with the head coach, Lincoln Riley. Coach, uh, congratulations on a solid class that's coming in. Obviously unique here, isn't it? Because you're working on the re – well, recruiting is year-round. 
but you're working on finalizing a class while also getting ready for the bowl game. A little bit of a unique challenge this year, isn't it? It has been. It's it's so it's so new for everybody. You know, the, the calendar being pushed up, obviously the early signing date. Uh, you know, we were in the Big 12 championship game, of course. You lost a, you lost a week of recruiting there, and then certainly getting ready for a playoff game. But our staff's done a great job. You know, the coaches have really handled everything well. Our recruiting staff, Drew Hill, Annie Hansen, they, they just killed it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're thrilled about the class and thrilled for the way that it turned out. Well, let's get your perspective on some of these guys. We'll start with the Oklahoma guys. And boy, Jalen Redman, the thing that stood out to me, Coach, already heading in as a freshman, 6'3", 235. I mean, you look at Oboe. Oboe, 6'1", 240. This is a kid that's kind of there. I mean, obviously, he'll get body by Schmitty going, but uh, a pretty impressive body type. He physically is one of, the, one of the best that we're bringing in. He's actually now closer to 250 already. He is... Uh, he has uh, got some just a unique ability. You see the size, but you also see the how athletic he is. He was also a very, very good basketball player at Midwest City. Um, he's just, and he was important for us. Uh, losing Oboe, some of the guys we have here over the last few years, you know, off the edge, interior, um, and, and being able to, to rush the passer and affect quarterbacks in this league, he was important. So, um, yeah, going to be a great player. Again, got a, another kid with a great family, great mother, um, and really, really proud to have him. Stick in the state of Oklahoma. I believe we're going to look at the offensive line here, and Tremonda Moore, who is also a, uh, he comes by way of Independence Community College, but a big kid, another one, 6'5", 340. Uh, in that mold of big bodies that Coach Beanbow and yourself like to get on Yes, uh, we, you know, Tremont is a guy we kept up with for a long time. You know, came out of John Marshall, you know, a few years ago and then went on to Independence and we really kept an eye on him. Thought he had, you know, some pretty unique athletic ability for a guy his size. Um, a little bit different than Bray in that, you know, he's not quite as tall, not quite as long, but Tremonde is just, I mean, he's thick. Everything on him is, is as big as hands, his legs. He's just a very powerful guy. And uh, so, and he's shown the ability to be able to, to really move people at the line of scrimmage, even at the junior college level. So, um, you know, he's going to bring a physical presence to our offensive line. I've been really proud of him of the way, you know, he's handled his junior college experience. Thought he really grew up, really handled it very, very well. And I think that'll serve him well uh, as he gets started here at Oklahoma. Really haven't gone wrong in the history of Oklahoma football with union players on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, what a what a tradition that's been. So uh, really, really thrilled to have Jordan. Jordan had a, a great senior year. Really, just a tremendous career. He's a he's a guy that's talented, but is already a really, really good football player. Just really, really understands the game, understands leverage, um, and and I think a guy that's going to have a great chance to come in and play early and be an impact guy for us. So. Uh, and, and then we certainly know going to Union, how well he's been coached there. Uh, you know, such a great program. He, he knows how to win. He knows what winning championships is all about. And so uh, I appreciate him, his work ethic, and, you know, another guy that committed to us early, uh, stuck to it. He really helped a lot as far as helping to recruit uh, in this class, recruiting the other players. So he's going to be a great player and a great leader for us. And speaking of versatility, Patrick Fields in the defensive secondary. Uh, another kid with a pretty good size, six foot, 190. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything, but you, you just kind of see him as a safety at the next level? We do. We do. He's a guy that, you know, has really improved throughout his career. You see the physicality, plays with an edge, uh, and is also he's a very smart player. I mean, he is a guy that is, is very talented, but he's going to bring a lot to our program. He, he's a leader. He's going to be a guy that's going to be a great communicator in the secondary, help other guys get lined up. He's 
he just kind of got a way about him. Pe people tend to follow him, and, and you can't ever get enough of those guys. So, um, and certainly, you know, with losing losing Stephen Parker and Will Johnson, uh, he's going to have an opportunity to come in and contribute right away. Now, listen, we went through all the Oklahoma guys, but coach, we got to talk quarterbacks with you because there's a guy who's going to be a Sooner come uh, next year that's still playing in the high school championship game this week, and that's Tanner Mordecai. What a career he's had. Oh, he's been tremendous. And then he's just topped it off here with, uh, with just an incredible senior year, you know, leading Midway High School to the state championship, which he'll what play. What a ball. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a great story. Yeah, I went to went to Waco uh, this spring and got a chance. Didn't I, I knew that he was a good player and went a chance had a chance to watch him in person and was just was just kind of blown away by him. He's he's physically really good, can run, uh, is a great thrower, and he has a he plays with an edge a lot like another guy around here. He he uh, he just has that kind of attitude about him. Very, very fiery competitor. Um, and I, I just, it, it was something that worked out. He, he loved Oklahoma. Uh, we loved him. And, and uh, so we're, we're thrilled to have him as our quarterback in this class. And, and he's got a chance to be a great one. Looks like he's not afraid to tuck and run it either. No, not at all. He's, he's, he's going to bring that versatility that we like to have at the, at the position here. You've got to, guys have got, got to be able to move around, uh, run at times. And he's certainly proven that he can do that. Obviously a unique coach, but we appreciate your time. Congratulations on the great season. Good luck in the bowl so prep. And, uh, send it back to you guys back in the studio. Thank you so much, Chris, and uh, thanks and congratulations to Coach Riley as well. So you talk about Tanner Mordecai coming in. Of course, you lose a good one in Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray, one start this season, six games in which he played, had the time at Texas A&M where he was a starter for a time as well, but 359 yards passing, three touchdowns, and Austin Kendall, who played a bit as a freshman, but redshirted this season, and so you've got those guys with eligibility left. You bring in Tanner Mordecai. Uh, quarterback is the most important position on the football field, without a doubt. We've seen the difference Baker Mayfield can make. You've got to have good ones, and you can tell Lincoln Riley and the staff feel like they have another good one in Tanner Mordecai, who's still playing, by the way. Yeah. His team is playing in a state championship game this week. Had a fantastic senior season, and really after he committed to OU, he took off this year. Dual threat with size, Chad, at six foot two. Uh, and they talk about his attitude and the swagger that he carries himself with mm -hmm. being similar to that of Mr. Mayfield. Mm -hmm. So uh, we haven't seen him on campus yet, obviously, but I like I like those comparisons. Ran for over 1,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. Good athlete, as you said. really. So and can, with 6'2", I mean, he's a big boy. Big, strong guy, Tanner Mordecai. Uh, we want to circle back around and talk a little bit about uh, the defensive line because it has become as important on the offensive side as quarterback is. For Oklahoma on the defensive side, it's been Eric Stryker and Obo Okoronkwo, defensive yep. players of the year and all Big 12 caliber guys. And Jalen Redmond was a guy that was mentioned early on in the piece there with Coach Riley and, uh, and Chris. But out of Midwest City, already up to 250 pounds at 6'3", and he doesn't tackle people, he ends people. Right. He is a playmaker and, and is a guy who, if you can have him come in and play immediately, and you hate to put that on a guy, but he would certainly help out. Physically, it looks like he's ready to do that. On signing day, you always talk about who, who had the video that wowed everybody. Remember right. last year, Trey Sermon's mm -hmm. video on signing day? He, he lived up to it, by the way, this season. I think it might be Jalen Redmond as we go through there. A phenomenal athlete who I think is, is the next in the line you just mentioned. Striker. Obo is a little bit bigger than Stryker. Redmond is a little bit bigger <laughs> than Obo. I mean, he's 6'3". You heard Lincoln talk about him. He's 250 now. 
and just a beast. And he plays mean. Look at him shove guys Get to the side, throw him down with, with violence there. <laughs> uh, he committed at the barbecue this mm-hmm. year, and it sent everybody into pandemonium because it was a big get. He body slams people when yeah. he attacks them. I love Jalen Redmond. I think he's got a chance to be a star. Well, we shall see when he arrives on campus. Four-star recruit and the number five overall prospect in the state of Oklahoma, Jalen Redmond. Oklahoma going far and wide as we uh, saw that we have six guys from the state of Oklahoma, but the Sooners are from East Coast to West Coast. And, of course, they will be uh, out on the West Coast in Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, spreading the OU brand. And this is a look at from where this signing class hails presented by Nissan, a proud sponsor of Oklahoma Athletics. You see Pomona, California for TJ Pledger, the in-state guys. Tanner Mordecai is a Waco Midway product. Back into Florida, speaking of Eric Stryker, he's a Florida guy. Miguel Edwards down in Deerfield Beach, Florida. And you see Tennessee as well as Missouri and Columbus, Ohio, right into the Buckeyes' backyard to get Brian Asamoah second. There's a couple of these that hurt you for opponents. You mentioned Asamoah there in Columbus. You got Mordecai out from under the nose of Baylor there in Waco. Jalen Robinson, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, out of TCU territory there in Fort Worth. T.J. Pledger has gone coast to coast. He's a California kid who then went to IMG over in Florida and now is going to settle down here in in central uh, United States. But an outstanding running back that every big school in the country wanted. Mm. Oklahoma, of course, terrific at quarterback, terrific at defensive end, and they've been great on the offensive line this year. Orlando Brown, the Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year, a finalist for the Lombardi Award. We'll see about his future. But, of course, Bobby Evans on the other side at right tackle. Oklahoma's going to lose Eric Wren, a very valuable center for the last two years. So you got to replenish the big boys up front. And here to talk a little bit about who the Sooners have inked on the offensive line on signing day is Chris with offensive line coach Bill Biedenboe. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We're here with Bill Biedenboe getting ready for a couple new members to this offensive line class. Coach, first and foremost, you've got a really deep group to begin with and a couple of guys potentially coming back from injury. Uh, I mean, this is, this is a solid group you have already, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We're only, you know, losing a couple guys, but I think the guys that we have coming in are really going to be quality guys you can push to come in and play right away. They're obviously going to have to come in and work, but um, yeah, we, we've got guys coming back that have played a bunch. We've got some young guys that have developed, you know, throughout this year. So obviously excited about, uh, you know, the upcoming years with these young guys and the guys that we have coming in. Well, let's look at some film on the newest members of the University of Oklahoma offensive line group. And we'll start right here in the state, right down the street, Coach. More Oklahoma, Westmore High School, Bray Walker. Again, I mean, he's circled here, but with his size, it, you don't really need him circled. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's a guy that that really for the past two or three years looked like he was already a college offensive lineman. Um, You know, was a state national, you know, wrestler. Um, Obviously, you can see right there, you know, a guy that plays with good leverage, finishes, has really good hands, um, you know, plays with a good base. He's really been coached well throughout the years. You know, has a great family. His dad has really pushed him, you know, throughout his life, especially in, in the wrestling room. So, Really fired up about him. I think, you know, physically he's a kid that, you know, will be ready to come in and play right away. Obviously, you got to learn things mentally. Um, you know, he's he's been up here a ton. He's been, you know, committed for, 
you know, two years. So really, really fired up to get him on campus. You, you mentioned the wrestling side of things. Uh, how much does that help these guys coming in? I know on the defensive side, Marquez Overton is a guy that has a wrestling background. But how does it help some of the offensive line guys? Well, it's just like you see right there. I mean, he's a six-six guy that wrestles, and most of the guys he's probably wrestling are five ten, five eleven, six foot, six two. So you got to play. You got to have great leverage in wrestling. You got to have great feet. You know, your feet are in the ground. You got to have a base. Um, you know, so th those things carry over. Obviously, they're different sports, but some of the same tools and traits that you have and you use in wrestling, you transfer over to the uh, field, especially as an offensive lineman. All right, Coach, let's talk about the Justin Texas product, <laughs> an absolute beast, and Daryl uh, Simpson, 6'7", 320 pounds. Yeah, he may weigh a little bit more than that now. But, um, no, no, another kid that we've been, you know, recruiting for a long time, you know, been, been for a couple of years, known him since he was a freshman. Um, you know, fits the mold of the guys we're trying to recruit. He's going to, you know, be a tackle for us, big athletic guy, plays basketball, you know, comes from a great family. So, again, excited to have him, you know, as part of this O-line group. Now, we were talking earlier about uh, the – wrestling side of things, but you add now a basketball player, and apparently he's a pretty good basketball player, too. No, he is. He's a starting, starting center on a you know a team that went to, the, I think it was the Final Four last year, and wow. they're ranked pretty high in the state this year, but yeah, that's when I first noticed him, you know, when I went to, um, I think going into his sophomore year, I went to watch him you know, practice basketball, and just the, for a big guy, even at that young of an age, he was a really good athlete. He wasn't awkward out there on the court. Can actually, you know, shoot pretty well, does some really good things. You know, he's kind of like Marquise Hayes from last year and Tyrese were both, you know, pretty pretty decent basketball players. Daryl's probably a little bit better than those guys, but, um, you know, you could just see his feet out there on the court. And, you know, he's, he's like a lot of these guys. His body's got to continue to develop. Um, but, you know, feel, feel really good about his athleticism and, and his upside. Congratulations, Coach. Thanks for swinging Thanks, by, man. Appreciate it. Guys, that's Bill Biedenboe. Back to you. All right, thank you, Chris, and thanks to Coach Biedenboe as well. So your offensive line outlook is still very good. You heard Coach Biedenboe allude to it. Only a couple of players lost, Eric Wren and Jonathan Alvarez. Uh, we don't know. You've got uh, Bobby Evans, Orlando Brown, certainly are, are guys that are highly thought of by the guys at the next level. Keep your fingers crossed that maybe they'll be sooner still yet. But Bray Walker, Daryl Simpson, you heard Lincoln Riley talk about Tremonda Moore, the junior college transfer originally from John Marshall High School here in Oklahoma. And, Toby, I think on signing day, the videos of the offensive linemen that are the blast. most entertaining because of the way they just blow guys up at the high school level. Daryl Simpson was folding guys in half here. I might add a couple of players to this, this graphic we're seeing here of returners. We didn't see them last year, mm -hmm. but redshirted was Adrian Ely and Creed Humphreys, who I think are going to be major factors going forward. Right. Creed Humphreys, out of Shawnee, if you watch the spring game last year, a center who, if they didn't have Eric Wren, would have started for this team this year and, and maybe been all Big 12. I think he's big time. He's huge yeah. for a center. And Adrian Ely, who was a big-time recruit they brought in last year, just simply didn't need him this year, so they were able to redshirt him. But he's going to factor in as well. But just the guys that they signed today, I mean, get this, folks. If you were, if you were paying attention to the numbers there, Daryl Simpson, 6'7", 310. Bo says he's bigger than that. Mm, Pre-holiday weight for, for Daryl Simpson. Bray Walker, 6'6", 320. And I think he's maybe the next, you're talking in the line of, I mean, size-wise, Phil Lodeholt, Orlando Brown, Bray Walker is the next monster maybe at left tackle there. And Tremonda Moore goes 6'7", 330. Mm -hmm. He might be a guard 
Could you know, be. with his with his skills. So that's a lot of beef that you're adding to a lot of talent returning and a couple of guys you had redshirted that could be factors next year. What Bill Biedenboe has going on in the offensive line right now is extraordinary. He yeah. is he is dominating in the games, and he's dominating on the recruiting track. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, Tremonda Moore is a guy who becomes interesting. You bring a junior college guy in, you want him to be able to play immediately to help you out, maybe at a guard spot. And Oklahoma got that from Eric Wren, who's been the yeah. starting center, came in from a junior college as well. But he's going to, I mean, he's got Drew Samia back. Mm -hmm. He's got Ben, ben Powers, Powers coming back. Um, we'll see about Bobby Evans, probably. Hopefully, Bobby Evans coming back. I mentioned Ely and Humphreys. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous wealth of talent they've got on the offensive Significant line. upgrade at the offensive line since Bill Biedenboe oh, came to Norman. Yeah. No. Yep, wide receivers got to have those in the Sooners' offense. Kale Gundy coaches the inside guys at the University of Oklahoma, and he is with Chris now. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We're here with inside receivers coach Kale Gundy. Coach, congratulations, obviously, on a great season. Unique time, I, I know, because you're in the middle of bowl prep, but uh, how has this early signing period kind of worked for you individually? Well, I look forward to it. Um, you know, I think it's kind of going to clean some things up for a lot of people and especially a lot of coaches. And, um, you know, I just recruiting's different now. I mean, we have the ability in these, you know, recruits nowadays are coming and seeing you more and more unofficially as, as freshmen and sophomores. I mean, we actually spend more time getting to know these players <laughs> nowadays than we did five, ten years ago. So uh, I'm excited about it. I know it's in a crazy time of the year, but um, I think we've got a, a great class ahead of us. Well, obviously, we have a lot to talk about at the receiver position just from what's coming back. Uh, 17 wide receivers on the roster and, and three that are gone. But let's focus on the inside receiver position. And you're bringing in a guy, Jalen Robinson. Coach, what kind of caught your eye with him? Well, I tell you, first of all, he's a, he's a great young man. Um, he's a, besides a fabulous football player, he's somebody who um, I, I think he's got a special gift. I mean, he, he really wants to be a great football player. And uh, he's a young man that comes from a great family, great mom, great dad, um, a lot of character in him. And he's somebody that works really hard uh, away from the field. Um, he's, he has his uh, private trainers that work with him on the side. And uh, I think he's very special. Um, I think he's one of those guys. He's to me, he's maybe a little bit smaller. D.D. Westbrook, a little bit. Okay. Uh, he's got great speed, great quickness. Um, he's got some some toughness in him, uh, which you know, anytime you're going to play inside and, and um, as an inside slot receiver, you got you got to be physical to go in there and block. Uh, linebackers and safeties, and, and but that's all about mentality, so excited to have him. Do, do you see a guy that could, I mean, as we're watching the highlights of him, making some insane punt returns here, factor in for uh, special teams? Of course, of course. We're always looking for, you know, any of our great skill players that give us a, a, a threat to be great punt returners and kickoff returners. Got to work on a little ball security, but uh, besides <laughs> that, I think uh, he'll definitely be a guy that'll be in the mix really, really fast for us. And, and, and then just one, one final thought on, on Jalen and maybe – in, in, I guess, general, is there a certain kind of mold that you're looking for with these guys? You mentioned maybe a little bit smaller at 5'10", but uh, is he right around the weight, right around the height that you typically like, Coach? Well, I mean, I'd like to have a guy that's 6'4", 230 pounds, that runs a 4'4", <laughs> that we could put in there. But um, I think it's more of a guy that has the uh, just has a niche and a feel for finding the open area in the space, and, and uh, this guy does it. He's got great, great quickness. He's got great hands. Um, he knows how to run great routes. Um, so, you know, he's, he's got kind of a combination of a, a young D.D. Westbrook and kind of a young starting shepherd in, in, in both of them. 
like that comparison. Wow. A couple of big names, right. guys that have played in the NFL now for a couple of years in Shepard and D.D. Westbrook. Kale Gundy, Toby, he's been doing this since Bob Stoops arrived at the University <laughs> of Oklahoma, recruiting coordinator. Uh, and that man's ability to adapt. Think of how much things have changed. The only thing that's the same is we still use a fax machine. I think everything else has stayed the same as far as recruiting is concerned. Kale Gundy loves it. He's been involved with it from day one, and he relishes this time of the year. Jalen Robinson, best hair in this signing class. He's Without got, question. He's got great hands as well. Uh, he was also a very good cornerback in high school. I mean, they plan on using him as a receiver, but he falls under the category of athlete. And I think you saw that in the highlight clips you saw there, whether it's a kick returner, whether it's a jet sweep in motion. Obviously, they'll throw him the bubble screen, and he's able to weave his way through traffic. If you need him on the other side of the ball, he can do that as well. But a nice pickup in Jalen Robinson. Over 800 return yards during his high school career as well, and uh, chose Oklahoma over some good schools, including the school that Oklahoma's going to play in the Rose Bowl, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. So a good get in uh, Jalen Robinson and Jessica Cootie is doing all kinds of interviews with the recruits on this National Signing Day. She is Skyping with many of them, including Jalen Robinson. Well, we're happy to have Jalen Robinson, a wide receiver out of Fort Worth, joining us via Skype. Jalen, congratulations. You're officially a Sooner as of today. Uh, early signee period this time around. How did it feel to ink that name down officially as an Oklahoma Sooner? Um, it, it's great. I'm just happy to have it over with. Oh my God. Happy to have it over with and um, ready to get to OU. So, when you went, were going through your recruiting process, obviously as a wide receiver, you had to be pretty excited about this offense. How much did you feel like you could immediately be a fit when you were kind of making your decision as where you wanted to play? Well, with Baker Mayfield at quarterback, I'm pretty sure anyone wants to go to Oklahoma. <laughs> but, um, the offense, they put up numbers and stats, and that's an every year, uh, every year thing. And I think that's with every receiver that's there. They put up numbers, and I think I could help a lot with that offense and be a big contributor. Awesome. Okay, so we're kind of uh, just seeing your top part of your forehead again. So I don't know how hard it is. If, if we need to make it work, we can. But I just want to make – there we go. That's good. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Okay, um, so, and, and again, like you said, obviously all the stats and all the numbers that you can be involved in. Um, what about also the, the how many different weapons that you see being used? How much did that kind of play into it as well? Well, it's, it's, it's good not being the, um, I guess, when playing as a receiver, you're not the only person that's on the field that is effective. When you can spread it out to five different receivers, it's hard to contain those receivers. So you have to pick up your, pick your matchups. I think so, that's good. So you were recruited by mainly by Kel Gundy. What was it that you liked about him that you wanted to come play for him? He was a very honest person, uh, more outgoing. Um, always keeping in touch and showing me that basically he cares, and that's what I, I needed to, um, to win the process. So they are doing some awesome signing day videos today, right? And everybody kind of has a different person that's revealing their playing card. And you got Kenny Stills, a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. What was your reaction when you saw you had Kenny Stills announcing your your signing? Well, at first I was surprised and shocked because the, the cards are so cool to me, and I think that they, they won it with that. But um, having him do that, it was a, an honor. And I can't wait to follow his footsteps and to completing that mission. When 
you know, like you said, it, it, they won it with, with that video. How exciting is it uh, to have a, a program that goes above and beyond for you guys? How special is it to know that, man, they're so excited to get here, they want to go above and beyond with those types of videos? It's amazing. It's, it's, it shows the um, how, like I said, how much they care and how how much they put into the recruiting process to making sure it feels good and you're at home. So you're high school all American. You're going uh, to the bowl game here coming up on the 26th. Um, how excited are you for that opportunity? What what are your kind of expectations for yourself in that one? My expectations um, down there is just to go and perform, show my talents, and um, hopefully receive some rewards. So tell Sooner fans, what are you like as a wide receiver? Can you compare yourself to anybody that, that maybe uh, we can look to on the field? I'm more like a Sterling Shepard type dude. Whenever you give me the ball, I make things happen. Hey, Sooner fans are going to love hearing that, by the way. Sterling Shepard is a, is a fan favorite around here. All right, and how excited are you? You signed early, so now you get to really be a part of this whole college football playoff thing. How exciting are you? How excited are you to, to watch this journey as the Sooners still are playing for a national title? Like I said, back to back, back to back to back Big 12 champions. Um, playing in the Rose Bowl this year, um, Coach Riley's first year. Like I said, they're, they're amazing me every every time I, a chance I get to see them. So I'm ready to see what happens. All right, Jalen, we appreciate your time. Congratulations once again. We look forward to having you here in Norman. Thank you. All right, thanks, Jalen. Thanks to Jessica as well. He's going to get great coaching at the University of Oklahoma. Got pretty good coaching from Jessica on how to adjust right the there. Skype camera there so we could see his entire head in the middle of the interview. Uh, Oklahoma has done several things throughout recruiting. They've gotten Adrian Peterson, Kenny Stills involved, Baker Mayfield doing some of the videos as these players make their announcements. And if you're a wide receiver right now, where else would you want to go yeah. other than the University of Oklahoma? Kenny Stills, D.D. Westbrook, uh, Bolitnikoff Award winner, of course, Sterling Shepard had his best day as a wide receiver in the NFL with the Giants this past weekend. Uh, if you come here, you know that you've got a chance to go on to the next level. It's working out pretty good for Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Working out pretty good for uh, Mark Andrews this year. C.D. Lamb looks to be on a great track. Uh, shout out to the social media team, by sure, the way. Sure, absolutely. Because uh, that was cool, what they did today for these guys. And it made, it made the circuit... Sports Illustrated, ESPN, all those guys picked up on it. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know if we have video of it, but if you haven't seen it yet, it's on Twitter and everywhere, Instagram, of how when each of these guys signed, they would shuffle through. You'd see somebody's hand shuffling through a deck of cards, and then it would stop on that guy, and then it would show either a, a current Sooner or a former Sooner, like you mentioned, Adrian Peterson, talking about how excited they are that this guy is, is about to join the OU family. Very creative and very cool. And if you're one of these kids, oh, can you imagine? me? Yeah, you, you said there's Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson, Peterson talking about you. Kenny Stills. Yeah. That's big time. So Jalen Robinson, inside receiver projected uh, with Cale Gundy talking about him. Two outside receivers projected as well that the Sooners have in this class. Dennis Simmons, the outside receivers coach for the Sooners, is with Chris now. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Here with outside receivers coach Dennis Simmons. Obviously, uh, what a year for that receiver position, coach. We're going to talk about your newcomers, but you got to be excited just about the future in general. Uh, obviously, you graduate a guy like a Jeff Bidette, but still, uh, <laughs> CeeDee Lamb is coming back. you got some guys coming back off injury. What depth do you have already at that position? Well, like you mentioned, CeeDee will be back. We'll also have Marquise back for another two years. Uh, you'll have A.D. Miller that we redshirted this past year, and then you'll get a chance to see a kid that we signed last year that's been tearing it up. Uh, actually, at our banquet the other night was uh, one one of the, the 
scout players of the of the year in Charleston Rambo. Yeah, and uh, as you might, you, you, we've been talking about him all season long. You watch Charleston Rambo on the sideline. He looks like a guy <laughs> <laughs> that is ready to play at the next level. But speaking of a guy that looks like he's ready to play at the next level, let's talk about the newest member of the Oklahoma Sooner receiver core, Jaqueline Crawford. Coach, what first caught your eye when you started looking at uh, Jaqueline Crawford out of Rockdale High School? He is very fast. <laughs> uh, very fast. Uh, <clears throat> I think as a kid, he was, you know, the number one number one kid in the nation, uh, eight, nine, ten-year-old in the hundreds. So, I mean, wow. he's, he's got legitimate speed. And then, you know, he's, he's got athletic ability to match it as well. And then he's one of those kids that, you know, is a, a football junkie. Uh, he studies the game, is very knowledgeable and knows what's going on, understands spacing, understands how to set up his routes and get open. So, you, you combine that with elite speed, I mean, you've got a good football player. How much has that helped? you and maybe I, I guess the, the term would be just receiver coaches in general whenever you have these guys that are playing in this spread it, we're watching him take a lot of snaps so obviously <laughs> much different rule for him but in understanding the route concepts and what you want to do because a lot of high schools are running a similar offense to what you guys like to run correct or, or no yeah, it, it, it transitions I mean a lot of times the, the concepts of the routes are the same, so I mean they just have to learn. Okay, we call this this, and mm -hmm. whereas in high school they call it, you know, you may have identified it as that. So I mean that helps in the transition. But the thing, you know, honestly that's uh, impressive about him too, and you'll see in his in his uh, highlights is that he was able to play quarterback. So he understands not just what from a, a, a route running standpoint, from a receiver standpoint, but he also understands. You know what the quarterbacks are being told and, and how they think and what they're expecting uh, you to be and when they're expecting you to be there. All right, let's talk about the kid out of Memphis, Tennessee, Kendarius Taylor. Tell me a little bit about Kendarius and how you found him. Uh, you know, he is, once again, you know, fast, very physical, uh, just a, a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hand. Uh, you know, being from Memphis, you always, you know, <laughs> when you call home, you conversation, centers around sports and you know, well who's who's playing well there and you know this kid's name has been 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 mentioned since he was a freshman in high school so I mean I finally got a chance to get down there and actually see him in person and it was it was everything that they made him out to be. Is it fair to say maybe even to a certain degree a late bloomer or just a guy that maybe didn't get the exposure that he deserved kind of in this process? Well, I mean, I'm, you know more about what's going on on Twitter and the internet than I do. I just know when I when I saw him play uh, practice live and you know the the videos, the clips that I saw, I was like, you know, he reminds me, you know, honestly of a, of, of a Crabtree. The eye test is one that he passes in with you, right? <laughs> the eye test, watching him play, watching guys try to tackle him. I mean, it's it was. And he has that, that he has that dog in him. So I mean, it's like, okay, this this is a kid that, you know, is not going to be, a, you know, afraid to to get his hands dirty in the run game. And you know, and you walk up on him and press him. Good luck. Congratulations, coach. Thank you, guys. That's Dennis Simmons. Back to you. All right. Thanks to Chris and thanks to Coach Dennis Simmons as well. You hear, hear that phrase a lot. He's got some dog in him. Do you feel like you have some dog in you, not Toby? A bit. No nope. dog. No. Nope. Me uh -uh. either. Definitely I got, cat I got in me. Maybe a little hippopotamus. If, if I've got some dog, it's definitely poodle. Uh, the receiver's position we spoke about a moment ago has I forgot become, about Nick Basquin. He'll come back from his injury next year. Sidelined early on, Nick Basquin, uh, Marquise Brown, who's had a great first year in a Sooner uniform. Michael Jones, his second year. C.D. Lamb, kind of the breakout freshman. And you heard Dennis Simmons talking about 
the scout team offensive player of the year who was in last year's yeah. signing class, and that's Charleston Rambo. Big things were expected of him. Uh, Quaylen Crawford, Jalen Robinson, and Kendarius Taylor certainly bring a little bit more athleticism. The Sooners are stocked at wide receiver, and why wouldn't they be with all of the success they've had at that position here over the last four or five years? Kendarius Taylor, kind of the, the big receiver of those three that they have signed today. He's at six foot two. The other two guys, a little more uh, speedsters, slot guys. We saw Jalen Robinson early. Jaqueline Crawford, you heard Dennis Simmons talk about his speed there. Uh, very good returner. He ran the ball a ton. He caught 25 touchdowns, ran in 14 more. Uh, was, was a kickoff returner and a punt returner. Auburn, Georgia, Notre Dame were all after him. So some uh, big-time teams OU was able to take him away from. But uh, you look at the list to the left, and you add in <laughs> – Charleston Rambo and you add the three guys to the right and you know who knows there's another signing day mm -hmm. coming up in February weapons aplenty for Mr. Kyler Murray or Austin Kendall or Tanner, Tanner Mordecai. Mordecai next year yeah well when the Sooners entered this season there was mention there's some running backs that know what they're doing yeah some there. running backs know what they're doing remember everybody was so concerned got to replace Joe Mixon and Samaj AP Ron Oklahoma's got three or four guys uh, that did an extraordinary job so far this year. Of course, Rodney Anderson, a breakout year in particular, the second half. You talked about Trey Sermon, who was in last year's signing class for the Sooners. You've got Marcellius Sutton, Abdul Adams as well. So four guys who are very good, but they have added one more in this year's signing class. And here with Chris to talk about that is running backs coach Jay Bulware. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Here with special teams coordinator, running backs coach Jay Bulware. Coach, congratulations on a stellar season and a very cool class that you got coming in. We'll talk about the newcomer in just a bit. But what a room, what a competitive room that's going to be. Only one guy gone. You got names like Trey Sermon, Rodney Anderson. That's going to be one heck of a room next year. Well, uh, as it know. was this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good group of guys. I'm, I'm really pleased that, uh, you know, obviously the productivity that the guys had this year and um, really looking forward to, you know, watching all those guys grow and continue to get better. That's the key. Right. And as we said, it's, it's a fun room too, because I mean, I, I didn't mention Abdul Adams. He had a 99 yard touchdown run this year. Sure. They really seem to feed off each other as well too, don't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, you know, they, they operate under the, uh, the theme of, you know, we're only as strong as our weakest link and uh, they all go to, go to practice each and every day. Um, knowing that I got to get better or this guy behind me is going to, you know, come in and take my place. And, and um, you know, that's just what we do. You know, if something happens to one of the guys, then it's next man up. So that's just kind of been the, the mantra, you know, so to say, uh, each and every week that, that we go out there. Well, we got uh, one new member to that running back room, and he has been on board for a wild coach straight out of the IMG Academy. T.J. Pledger, uh, a guy that's been committed and uh, been diehard since day one. Yeah, uh, T.J. T.J. has been a guy that we've been recruiting for a couple years. Um, we really like uh, the skill set that he brings to the table, the quickness, the ability to make you miss in open space, um, you know, just the speed. Uh, you know, he, he's a good receiver out of the backfield as well as you can line him up on the outside and, and do some of the things that we used to do with Joe and we feel like, uh, you know, just the overall package that he brings to the table uh, is going to be very uh, beneficial to what we're looking for offensively in that room, uh, just adding a different dimension. Uh, you know, he's also tough, you know, just for a smaller stature guy. You see, you see, um, you know, he's, he's thick. You know, he's not one of those thinner, 
smaller stature. He's a thick guy. So it's kind of in, in the same mold of, you know, some of our bigger guys. He runs a lot bigger than he is because, because he is so thick and he is able to, you know, do some of the things that some of our bigger guys are able to do. So we really like, like I said, what he brings to the table. I think that he'd be a, he's going to be an awesome, awesome addition to that, to that room. And he's going to put a lot of pressure on the other guys. And that's what I look for. Congratulations on uh, TJ Pledger Thank and you. all the success this year, guys. Jay Bulware. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Coach Jay Bulware as well. Oklahoma, of course, putting running backs into the NFL. Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mixon, the latest. A crowded room, as uh, Coach Bulware was alluding to with Adams, Anderson, Sermon, Marcellius Sutton. And you add to the mix TJ Pledger, wow. the fourth. 5'9", 190-pounds physical for a guy who is somewhat small in stature. Yeah, he'll be the smallest of the five, height-wise. Yeah. He might, you know, bench press-wise, I'm not promising that uh, because he he is put together now. Uh, Big-time player, great hands, can catch the ball out of the backfield, U.S. Army All-American. I mean, the list of schools that were after T.J. Pledger, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, uh, the Sooners got a great one here, and now uh, you tell me, Chad, how are you going to divvy up the carries there next year? I don't want that job. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really are you watching. kidding me? I'm, Look I'm, at that. I'm not about to do that. It's about like Trey Young trying to decide who he's going to pass the ball to on the uh, basketball court right now. We had to get yeah, Trey Young the Trey into the Young show, didn't coming. There's we not a Trey Young Trey. segment. I'm Did you sorry, see Toby. that? 22 assists last <laughs> night, Chad. <laughs> no Trey Young segment. It is National Signing Day for football, but uh, Trey's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Let's flip over talk about the Sooner defense. Very improved during the second half of the season in particular for Oklahoma. And you talk about important players that you will lose on that side of the ball. We've alluded to Oba Okoronkwo, but back in the secondary, got Jordan Thomas, who's been a big part of this team for four years. Stephen Parker, yeah. a stalwart back at the safety position. Kerry Cooks coaches the secondary at the University of Oklahoma, and he is now with Chris. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I'm here with defensive backs coach Kerry Cooks. Big class for Coach Cooks, and uh, obviously a position group that you lose some talent in guys like Stephen Parker and Will Johnson, uh, Jordan Thomas. But, Coach, so much coming back next year, including, you know, can't help but get excited about a guy like Trey Norwood with the experience he gained down the stretch. Yeah, I'm excited about, uh, you know, the guys that we got coming back. Obviously, it's going to be hard to lose, you know, all the starts that Will Johnson and Stephen Parker, uh, even Jordan Thomas, uh, have given us. But very excited about, you know, Norwood, who's got a lot of game experience for us, uh, playing very well. He's only going to get better, bigger, stronger, faster. Robert Barnes, another freshman that's played a lot of ball for us. Uh, and then Trey Brown. And then you couple that along with Chance Sylvie, uh, Khalil Halton, you know, all those guys, uh, have, you know, they'll be able to bring some experience to us going into this, this, uh, this spring. All right, let's start running through the class of, I guess we can say, 2018 for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, what looks to be a very solid class coach, we'll start talking about Starland Baldwin Jr., the kid out of Houston, Texas. What caught your eye with this quarterback? You know, just twitch. You know I mean, I think that since I've been here, my whole goal uh, and our goal on defense is just to try to upgrade with athleticism and twitch and you know regardless of what position they play you know we want guys that are able to you know cover in space to be able to run uh, and that's kind of what jumps out when you see Starling he's got great ball skills plays wide receiver for us high school as well as well as defensive back and he's a physical Ooh. kid you know what I mean and, and again you know very excited about you know he's sneaky long you know I mean once you, once you really get up and, and see him in person he's longer and faster than what you think he is. All right, let's focus on a kid out of Florida, Deerfield Beach High School, Miguel Edwards, a little bit more size, six foot 165. What kind of stands out whenever you start uh, previewing Miguel Edwards at the next level? You know, again, he's a guy that he's played safety fours for his uh, high school. He's played corner 
I think the thing that stands out about Miguel is that you got to sit down and just talk to him. You know, some of these guys just have a presence about them when you sit down and you meet them and they understand. You understand, you know, why they are as successful as they are. Very competitive kid, got a, got what we call a swagger about them. But again, a, a guy that's a little bit bigger, a little bit longer, and, uh, you know, gives us some versatility in our, in our packages. So in other words, as we watch him going up and making a play there, does he come in with the opportunity to play either safety or corner, or do you kind of have him pegged for, for one of those uh, shutdown corner spots? Yeah, you know, I, I think that I'm going to start him out uh, as a safety coming in, you know, especially with us losing Stephen Parker and uh, Will Johnson, and then kind of move from there. All right, let's talk about another standout from the Texas area, well, Texas area, the state of Texas, Hempstead, Texas, Delarian Turner Yale, 5'10", 165, uh, safety, obviously a guy that uh, be all over the field. Delarian is a warrior, all right? Now, you watch this kid, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about, you know, we talked about Leon and his, his high contact ability. Delarian may, may be the most physical kid in not oh. just the secondary, but in this class. I mean, you talk about a guy that just runs and hits, you know what I mean? So I'm going to have to pull him, you know, pull the reins off of him a little bit, you know, <laughs> just so, we, so that he doesn't knock himself out. Yeah, uh, and as you mentioned from uh, Hempstead, Texas, yeah, that's another one of those areas to where you've had success going into. But when you see a talent like this kid, I mean, my goodness, he's everywhere on the tape so far. Yeah, he's a ball player, you know, and, and he kind of went unnoticed early. You know, Hempstead's probably about an hour outside of Houston, you know, so it's it's not an overly recruited area. But, uh, you know, once once his highlight tape got out there, uh, his offers really skyrocketed. So very pleased that he's going to be a part of our program. Congratulations on the great class, Coach. Thank you. All right, guys, back to you. That's Kerry Cooks. All right, thank you, Chris. Thanks to uh, Coach Kerry Cooks. Uh, Delarian Turner room? Yell. Uh, of cow. all the explosive hitting, I think the biggest explosions have come from a 5'10 defensive back so far. That was impressive. Yeah. He was blowing people up. Hempstead, Texas. I like the looks of him. Sooners, DTY uh, hints, hints forth. Very good already back in the secondary. Trey Brown, Trey Norwood getting late playing time. And, and remember that uh, Jordan Parker's going to come back from his injury oh, that right. sidelined him all of this season. But you're adding four more guys, and that's going to be a very competitive position, as it was the cornerback spot in particular the last half of this year. Yeah, you got some guys coming back with a lot of play in time. The Trey Norwood late, obviously Parnell Motley and Jordan Parker you would expect probably those three guys battle for the starting corner spots unless one of these freshmen just come in and, and lights it up. And then Robert Barnes saw some nice playing time this year on the back end. Chance Sylvie did as well. So it'll be interesting at the safety position. They're bringing in in uh, DTY and uh, Starlin Baldwin and Patrick Fields, some guys I think who have a chance to contend to play pretty early here. Parnell Motley, good playing time, kind of a breakout year in particular in the early half of this season for the Sooners back there in the secondary. A uh, lot of names, a lot of competitive nature to that position for Kerry Cooks these days. And uh, Oklahoma with a good signing class as far as the secondary is concerned once again. Signing day 2018 presented by UPS, official logistics company of Oklahoma Athletics. Linebackers, uh, you're talking about losing a tackling machine, a guy who made uh, – over 200 tackles during his Sooner career. It was short. Emmanuel Beal was a junior college transfer, but it was a breakout year for the freshman Kenneth Murray. How about the linebacker position in this class? Let's send it back to Chris and inside linebackers coach Tim Kish now. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We're here with Tim Kish, obviously in charge of the linebackers. And, boy, what a class you've put together, Coach. Congratulations. First and foremost, kind of take me through what this was like for you. Uh, December 20th signing day in the middle of bowl prep and obviously – Recruiting's nonstop, but mm -hmm. how different was this for you? 
Well, uh, recruiting nationally and then being uh, having the time crunch of uh, you know losing a week with the championship game and only having two weeks to be on the road. And we had quite a few guys that we know were uh, you know anticipating signing and uh, you know on the early signing date. So you had to get to everybody uh, one way or the other and try to get to everybody twice in those two weeks. So it was coast to coast. We went from uh, Florida to Texas to Missouri to Colorado to uh, Arizona to California. So uh, you know it was uh, it was a little busy traveling, but uh, once we got to the places we needed to get, then uh, being around the guys that uh, we were recruiting, it was great. All right, let's go fairly close to Westville, Ohio. I believe you've heard of that place before. I've heard, and of, one, <laughs> I've heard of Westerville, Ohio. Westerville, Ohio. That's <laughs> close, right? Yeah. Brian Osamoah, the second, a Columbus, yeah. Ohio product, senior captain on his team, not too terribly far from Tim Kish's hometown. No, no. I, um, uh, you know, growing up in, uh, in the central Ohio area, DeSales has always had a rich tradition of, uh, of really solid football players. And, uh, and typically, we haven't looked at a lot of guys in the, you know, in that area of the country. Uh, but this year, we happened to be looking at a couple, and uh, uh, Brian was uh, one of those guys that we felt like uh, had so much versatility. He, you know, he actually was the starting running back on the football team. Wow! And then uh, he he didn't play as much uh, linebacker as a junior as he did this year as a senior, and he was really playing just about every down this year. So he played both offense and defense, and. Uh, we saw his ability for change of direction, his bursting, uh, his speed out there on the field, and uh, we're real excited about him. We know he's got versatility where he can play inside, play outside. Uh, again, when you're starting running back and carrying the ball, you know, 15, 20, 25 times a game, and then having to go over and you know play defense as a, as a linebacker, uh, that's a tough task. But uh, Brian Brian brings all that, and uh, tremendous competitor, and uh, we really like his. Uh, athletic ability as well. Great class, Coach Kish. Thanks. Appreciate you. Good luck in the Rose Bowl. Tim yeah. Kish, guys, back Thank to you. you. All right, thanks, Chris. We appreciate the inside linebackers coach Tim Kish as well. And Oklahoma's got Curtis Bolton. We'll come back from his injury. Caleb Kelly back for his junior season. And then some intriguing names like John Michael Terry and Kenneth Murray, who had a terrific freshman season in the inside for the Sooners. But Brian Asamoah second, and Jalen Redmond in this signing class for Oklahoma. Uh, stockpiled on the inside. We've talked a little bit about the outside guys a short time ago. Yeah, this is a position, too, where I, I think you could possibly see in uh, the February signing class, they, you know, add another name or two here mm -hmm. to beef it up a little bit. But Jalen Redman, again, whether you put him with the linebackers or uh, the defensive ends, kind of like with Oboe, we never knew exactly what to call him. I think Oboe, that's what I call Okay, him. but what position, of, you know, <laughs> what, what letters do you put next to his name in the starting lineup? I think Redman will be a lot like that too. But Kenneth Murray obviously improved so much as the year went along. Caleb Kelly, a five-star back in the day who looks like he continues to head towards stardom. And now you add uh, a guy right from out from under the nose of Ohio State. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. Right into the Buckeyes' backyard. The Sooners went in there and won a football game, and they want to recruit as well. So a look at the full signing class, 17 guys so far on this class of 2018. And for more, you can log on to Soonersports.com, bios and some highlights of all these guys, as well as the coaches' reactions. That is the place to go. Tell your friends, if you miss any of our shows, go to Soonersports.com and check it all out. So the entire list, the fax machine got cranked up early this morning, Toby, as it always seems to do. 624. We should have had Brian Asamoah earlier in the show, because he was the earliest to send in his facts. Eastern time zone. 
Uh, are, you, are, you, are you correct about that? I don't I know if Columbus I can verify that. Easter time zone. I'm pretty sure about that. Okay, I can't remember. It's yeah, been a long you got time me second guessing myself. Let me get Darius to Taylor, Google it up. Uh, Jordan Kelly, Delarian Turner, Yell. We saw his highlights back in the secondary a moment ago. Jalen Robinson, the wide receiver, and most of this was done by 7:45 this morning. And then you get the fax machine with uh, Bray Walker, who the Sooners knew they were going to get from just up the road at Westmore High School. 8:22, Jaqueline Crawford, the wide receiver, was the uh, latest to go on this national signing day. I can confirm Columbus, Ohio's in the Eastern, Eastern time, time zone. Yeah. So it was a little yeah. little, uh, little later for him up there. He was up before everybody else. Yeah. yeah, Hard to blame him for getting in first. You know, I don't think any signing day conversation would be complete without hearing from Lincoln Riley. So basically uh, a lot from Wednesday. Here was Lincoln Riley's press conference. Uh, yeah, great, great first signing day. Um, probably – in a way, a little bit relieved, uh, you know, to get it to get it past us here. Um, it's been a, it's it's been fun though. It's the the balance and the challenges that we face from, you know, first playing in the Big 12 championship game uh, a couple of weeks ago, losing a week of recruiting, uh, and then also you know getting ready for this recruiting class, preparing for the Rose Bowl uh, here. You know, for these last few weeks has been it's been a great challenge, but I I really. You know, really proud of our staff, uh, the way that we handled the entire time. There was a lot of organizational aspects that we had to, you know, forecast a little bit, trying to predict what was going to happen, how this was going to affect, uh, how the early signing day was going to affect these prospects, how um, the, the early signing period was going to make a difference in our bowl prep. And, and uh, I think our group did a great job of it. Uh, really, really proud of them and very excited. Uh, about the events today, um, I think we had all the NLIs in by like 8:30 this morning. So it was uh, it was it was uh, it was eventful there for a while, and then uh, then it was on to, to to prep work here for Georgia and getting ready for practice. Um, do want to w- mention by name? Uh, I think our recruiting staff this year did a great job. I, I think we've really really come a long ways as far as uh, the, the different ways that we're reaching recruits, um, the different creative ways that we're uh, showing off OU, fo- OU football. And, and, you know, I think everybody saw it today, the way that we were able to, to, to announce these guys was really, really special. And uh, it shows you that there's, again, a little bit something different about Oklahoma and something a little bit extra special. Um, but Annie Hansen, uh, Drew Hill, Eric Stryker, uh, Cole Smith, Zach Hefley, Courtney Harris, and Caroline McMurray have been have been great, and a lot of that staff has has been new, and I've been really impressed with with how well they've worked and meshed together, and uh, we've got a really really good thing going there, along with our assistant coaches. It was just a a complete team effort. Um, really proud of how well we did in the state of Oklahoma. I think it was a really really strong year talent wise uh, in our home state here, and uh, really. Thrilled about the uh, uh, the six guys that we signed from this state. Uh, they, they all got, got a chance to be impact players, big time players that I know will, will represent our home state well. And then you know we had our typical good run in Texas, along with uh, some other prospects from all over the country. So feel like we addressed a lot of great needs, um, and we're off to a great start. Uh, the the fun thing now is there's still going to be a lot to go. Uh, we've still got several other guys that we absolutely expect to sign. I think January will be a good month for the Sooners, as will February. And uh, so we're going to let the dust settle here a little bit, um, see 
you know, where we end up after this first one, uh, see what prospects are still available out there. Um, we'll make some decisions here in the coming days before we before we release our guys here for Christmas break. And then hopefully after two more ball games, we'll get out there and get this thing wrapped up. How much you, you mentioned you lost the week, but how much did it help you that you're one of the few teams still left playing in the biggest bowls ever? So how much did that help you? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good trade off. I mean, it's there's only a few games on that weekend. You know, everybody's watching us. You know, in one of the premier stadiums in the country, uh, win win a third consecutive and eleventh eleventh overall Big Twelve championship and and clinch a spot in the playoff. So, you know, you can't beat that. And uh, so that that it's definitely a positive overall. It, it did create some challenges in the last couple of weeks scheduling wise, um, but. Again, our group did a great job of organizing, uh, of getting out and seeing these guys. And uh, I felt like we started off a little bit behind because of it, but I think we made up all the ground that we needed to. You talk about your recruiting team. I noticed a lot of kids really like those cereal boxes. They had them mm -hmm. at their signing days today. You had the playing cards. You, you went out and had Adrian Peterson and Kenny Stills be a part of that. What, is there anything that really stood out to you? You were just like, oh, I, I really think that's cool what we're doing. It's all pretty good, you know. It's all pretty good, and uh, I think it just shows these guys that we're willing to to go the extra mile, you know. And we're not we're not going to be the ones following the trends, you know, of of recruiting and just and of our program in general. We want to be the ones setting the trends, and and I think we're doing that right now, especially within our recruiting department. So, at the end of the day, it's it's fun. It's good. It's good publicity for, for our school and, and great attention for our recruits. And again, I think it just sends a message to all the recruits out there that we're going to do the extra little things uh, to help make you feel very special, not just not just when we recruit you, but when you're here too. Was it pretty easy to get some uh, Adrian and uh, Kenny to, to help out with those videos? Yeah, they were great. They were uh, they were excited about it, you know, appreciate those guys and, and their help. and. That's one of the nice things now with this rule changing is we're able to, you know, to use some of those guys and, and they're able to help us and, and they should be. You know, they've they've lived this life. They've they've taken the path that a lot of these young guys want to take. So why you know, it doesn't make sense that a player wouldn't be able to, to access them and to visit with them about it or or, you know, to be able to use them in something like this. I mean I mean, can you imagine T J Pledger you know, he'll have that for the rest of his life that Adrian Peterson, you know, one of the greatest running backs ever is announcing his commitment to you. I mean, how, how cool is that? You know, so we, we created, helped create along with Adrian, Kenny, all the guys that helped us, uh, some great memories that last these kids a lifetime. Lincoln, I know it's your first time through this early signing period. We talked about this and you gave us an opinion three or four weeks ago. Now you're, you've gone through it up to this point. You probably need more data maybe, uh, but. What's your thoughts on the early period up to this point? Oh, I, I've, I've got no problem with the early period. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there was going to be challenges this first year. We'll all figure out ways to get better uh, with it. Um, there is some challenges during this time right now, but that's that's part of it. You know, there's going to be some challenges anytime. You either, you either whine about them or you embrace them. And uh, so our staff, we, we've been great with the early signing period. The only thing I never agreed with was, that we didn't do the early visits first. And I just, you know, hope that it didn't put any prospects in a bind, you know, here today. And that's, other than that, the early signing period's great. We, you know, signed 17 guys here that, you know, were ready to be Sooners and we're, we were happy to welcome them today or any other time. What was the biggest need of this class? Did you, out of these 17, did you fill those needs? Oh, you know, I mean, the, I would start with the linemen. I mean, that's, that's where I always start. I mean, I think every year, 
you've got to bring in quality offensive and defensive linemen. I mean, there's there's no substitute for that. And I think we did that in this class. Um, I would look at our DBs too. I feel like that was going to be important with, you know, the amount of seniors that we have, especially, you know, guys that have played quite a bit right now. Um, and then it's some of the other areas that aren't as big a position groups. We got, you know, who we feel like are the right guys, you know, at the quarterback position, the running back position, uh, you know, linebackers, a position that, uh, we got a couple, but we'll still look to add potentially, you know, a, a body or two more there uh, the next time around. So, uh, yeah, I felt like that we, you know, up to this point we hit on what we needed, but it's it's not like the class is done yet, so it's a little difficult to say, um, you know, uh, from an overall standpoint right now. Talk about Mordecai and how you got in on him, and he's having a great senior year. Yeah, we were honestly we were honestly fortunate. You know, we had had. Uh, had had one committed earlier and, and uh, you know, that ended up not working out. And this, uh, you know, ended up being, I think, a great thing, you know, for, uh, you know, for everybody involved. You know, I think it, we were able to, to, I was able to go see Tanner um, in spring ball, knew a little bit about him. Um, and I went and I was just, I was blown away by what I saw on the field. And so uh, we, we we started talking pretty quickly after that, and then he and his family made a, a visit on their own up here shortly after, and and you know liked everything about it. So it it came together pretty quickly, and then you know certainly been proud of him in the year he's had. He's you know got a chance to go win a state championship here this weekend. So he's he's been tremendous, one that stuck with us the whole way, even though he had a lot of people beating down his doors here the last few days. Lincoln, uh, take over <coughs> June seventh. First commitment, June twelfth, mm -hmm. Ron Tatum. Yep. What what was that feeling like? Uh, it was great. It was it was great. It was uh, it was important. You know, uh, you know, the first one, uh, a guy from our home state. You know, a guy that was committed to a rival school. You know, so it was it was very important. And I just saw Ron and his mother the other day, and that's every time I see him, I always tell him, you know, you were my first. You're my firstborn. So uh, that's <laughs> I tell him that all the time. So, but I think he. I think he took pride in that too, you know, and and we got on a pretty good run after that. Lincoln, you mentioned uh, T.J. Pleasure. Uh, what do you like about him, and also what do you think about the experience he's gone through with IMG, and maybe how that prepares him for for the college level? Sure. Uh, yeah, we like a lot about him. You know, he's he is a very versatile running back. You know, which we like to have here. You know, and I think everybody's seen the the way we use our backs or probably a little bit different uh, than anybody in the country. And so it, it takes us, it takes special ones to do what we ask those guys to do. And, and he can do it. He catches the ball well. He's, he's got home run ability. Uh, he, is, he is very powerful, uh, very explosive, um, a great, you know, very mature kid. Um, so we're, you know, he was really the guy we targeted all along. I mean, he was the one we wanted in the class. So really happy it worked out the way it did. Um, yeah, as far as uh, IMG, uh, sure, there's some benefits. I mean, you know, they get a chance to, to get away. Um, uh, they get a chance to see what it's like to live away from home um, on a little bit more of a college schedule there. Um, you know, they're practicing a great, against great competition, you know, a lot of the times. Uh, you know, is it for everybody? No. Um, you know, there's some, some specific cases that I think it's a benefit for guys, and they can. But, you know, there's also a lot to be said for staying – you know, and, and, and staying at your hometown school, too. So it's one of those things that, you know, benefits some people. I think it was a positive thing for TJ. about Jalen Redmond, a guy in Midwest City? I know I went to a lot of basketball games. Yeah. I saw a lot of football coaches hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, 
he's pretty special. You know, we think he's got a chance to be to be really, really good. Uh, he was a big, you know, a very important target, you know, for us, not just because of how good a player he is in his home state, but also what we're losing. You know, we're going to, you know, once Obo moves on to the NFL, uh, you know, we're going to have to replace some of his production. And, uh, you know, we think Jalen's a guy that can help do that. He He's a guy that just keeps getting bigger and bigger, but he still maintains, you know, his athleticism and is still very fluid. He's still really good on the basketball court. Um, despite getting bigger and stronger like we've seen him grow uh, and do during this process. So if we got high hopes for him. Uh, he's one of those guys that's going to have an opportunity right away. Playing in with 17 <coughs> signees for month of January, how much of a head start does that give you for 2019 class? It's going to help. You know, January we're going to be able to, to get a lot done. Um, you know, we're only going to have – you know, we won't have near as many home visits, you know, during that time. Um, you know, I got to see, you know, I can only go see each prospect one time. And uh, so that's going to, and we've gotten a lot of them knocked out already. So it's going to certainly free me up to get a chance to go see a lot of 2019s. And uh, and we were already off to such a great start in that class right now. So uh, I think it's definitely going to be an advantage. Um, and it's, and it's going to need to be because, that one's going to happen quicker with the guys, you know, being able to take official visits in the in the coming spring. How different was today for you as a head coach versus a coordinator? Did it feel a lot different? Was it pretty much same old, same old? Pretty much same old, same old. You know, yeah, just just excited to get the class together. Um, it was different that in between, uh, you know, they don't fax them anymore. It's uh, it's, you know, they just actually text us pictures. There's no more faxes anymore. So they just actually snap a picture of the NLI and send it to us. We didn't even have a fax machine on. One of the coaches, uh, Ronnie Perkins' coach, tried to fax it. And, uh, like, we didn't know where the fax would come through. So uh, we said, hey, you got you to text it to us. So uh, um, it was strange that in between doing that, we're trying to watch, you know, trying to watch Georgia and trying to get ready to prepare. So that part, it felt a little weird to – have multiple things going on, um, a little bit different than the others. But now, other than that, it just felt like a, a good, normal signing day. When's the last time you've got a, a, a letter via fax? Mm, I don't think we did last year either. Maybe two years ago. Maybe two years ago. Yeah, it's like everything. It's it's uh, it's becoming that kind of world. I think you talked this morning about Tanner and just how competitive he was, mm -hmm. and, and you know Baker being a competitive guy came here, didn't care, you know about who was in front of him. Is that maybe something that you've taken from Baker in your time? Is you know when you're recruiting quarterbacks, you you need to have someone that's competitive that doesn't really care if they fit into the depth chart or you know how many people are in front of them and things like that. Yeah, no, I think I think measuring, you know, or trying to evaluate a a guy's competitive desire and how, how hot that fire burns inside of him is is critical at all positions and probably most at that at that one. Um, uh, some guys show it in different ways. You know, there's guys that are outward with it like Baker. There's guys that are fiery competitors, but you don't always see it, you know, on the outside or it's, you know, shown a little bit different ways. So, no, that's certainly something we look for. I mean, you better be a competitor at that position and you better be confident in, in yourself. Um, and so – Absolutely. You know, I, I know at the quarterback position, if if a guy's asking me too many questions about the depth chart, I probably got the wrong guy. Looking you crisscross the country for about two and a half weeks, you're trying to prepare for Georgia. Is there a sense of you and the staff, everybody get out of here, go home, and go sleep for about 10 hours, and then 
get back? I mean, has this been pretty draining two week period? It it has been. I mean, I, I think everybody once the twenty second, you know, gets here and, and uh, you know, we get past that point, I think everybody will get a much needed break. There's there's no doubt. I think, you know, guys have been going at it here pretty good for a long time. So I think that'll come at a good time for, for the staff, for our players, get a chance to recharge before we head to California. But uh, that's, uh, you know, don't feel it right now. You know, just there's there's so much to do, so much to prepare for. You know, we're getting ready to we're getting ready to go play in the in the Rose Bowl. You know, so that that gives you that gives you and, and we just signed, you know, what's a great start um, to uh, to a really special recruiting class. So that gives you all the adrenaline you, you need right now. And, uh, four signees in the secondary all <coughs> will be here in the middle of the year and will be yeah. here for spring football. Got planned or just work out that way? Oh, a little bit of both. You know, that's certainly – we'd never take somebody just because, uh, but that definitely is uh, definitely is a boost, you know, especially, again, a secondary where, you know, we're going to be losing some guys, you know, and we're going to need some young players like we have had this year that are able to come in and step up and, and compete and fill spots. And uh, so um, happy that, that, that it's that way. You know, Kerry did a, a really nice job, you know, with recruiting that group. Um, Especially the safeties, you know that 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 was probably the biggest target area, um, you know, with with Stephen and Will, you know, moving on after this year. So I'm happy to have those guys in spring, and we're going to throw them out there and let them compete. You mentioned that you, there were some guys that you you did want to convince them to maybe sign early if they could, if they were committed. Are you given any wiggle room when it comes to uh, asking them to enroll early? Oh yeah. Encouraging them to, how, how do you go about doing that? Well, I think it's it's. First, they got to academically be in a position where they can do it. And then the thing for us, because we've seen, we've all seen midterm signings that go bad, you know, and a lot of times it's a guy just is not ready to do it. You know, maybe he's not completely sold on the idea or maybe maturity wise, he just needs a little bit more time, whatever the case may be. So I can think of a couple of times in, in, you know, the last however many years where it was probably a negative for a guy. So we're we're trying to evaluate does he fit the type that'll be ready to come in here and get off to a good start? Because that's if they don't come off come in here and get off to a good start, it it can be counterproductive. And so we're trying to evaluate that with guys, trying to see who really wants to do it. Um, and uh, if those two things fit, then then it's something that we we help them do as far as evaluating what they have academically and, and working alongside the school to make sure that that uh, everything's in order. Some coaches have complained that the biggest thing they don't like about the December period is you know guys don't know if they qualify. I don't know if I can offer him yet. Mm-hmm. And here's a signing day. How 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 much of it as a staff did you have to go through on that? No, we had discussions about it, uh, but. And you would know, you know, a little bit more in February, but really, you're going to know for sure what the mid mid semester grades are, um, or the end of semester grades are in February. You know, you might you might be able to see one more ACT score. So, but at least at this point, we had we had to do a good job of doing our homework of seeing where guys are at the, in their classes right now and try to project where they're going to finish off. Which, you know, most schools are either done or only got a couple of days left. So I. I don't know if I buy all that. I mean, I think it's you got a pretty good idea where they're at, um, and even guys sometimes in February you got to decide if you're going to take that risk or not. You had some guys that were publicly committed that didn't sign today. Did mm-hmm. you, you feel good about that situation moving forward? You, you, 
did everything work out like you you'd hoped in that in that area? Yeah, yeah. No, I think everything uh, everything was expected. We there wasn't there wasn't one guy that we expected to sign today that did not sign. Um, and so there's you know there's always different reasons, and and I'm not you know I'm not and can't obviously go into those right now, but. Very, we've got a lot of guys that we're very confident that we're going to sign here, um, you know, here in the future. Gray Walker was a long time commit. Mm -hmm. Just talk about his commitment, his recruitment, and just seeing him sign today. Yeah, he actually committed uh, in the locker room uh, after we beat Oklahoma State in 15 to win the Big 12 championship. We got in there, we were already, you know, celebrating, going crazy. And I remember, I think Bill and I checked our phones and on Twitter, his dad had sent us a message saying, Ray Walker's committing to Oklahoma tonight. So as excited as we were, we were even more excited then. And uh, so he was he was the first one. And uh, yeah, obviously a, a national recruit, uh, talent-wise for an offensive lineman, you're not gonna find any better. Um, and another guy that made an early commitment, had a had an offer from just about every other program in the country and stuck, and stuck with us. And uh, so, you know, there's gonna, He's going to have a great opportunity there. He, he's got, you know, big time talent. We've really got a chance to know him and watch him grow here over the last few years. Uh, I know Bill's really excited to get him in that O line room and get to work. How did the staff go about recruiting Tremont Moore in his situation out of high school? And yep. all yeah, we kept up with him. You know, we always liked his talent, you know, coming out. That was never the issue. Uh, the biggest thing with him is, you know, we needed to see if he was going to mature. And, uh, Sometimes going off to, to junior college can do that for a guy. And he was one of those guys that went off to junior college, took care of his business. We we really, after he did well for, I think, the first semester, we really kind of started investigating and saying, hey, is this guy really, you know, turning it around and doing the things he needs to do to show that he belongs at a place like this? And he absolutely did. I mean, he he handled his business. He did a great job in the classroom. I think really, really grew up and matured, and I think it was a really positive experience for him. So, and he was a guy that just deep down he wanted to be here. I mean, he, I think that was a lot of his motivation was doing well enough so it would be an opportunity. And and you want guys like that that more than anything in the world they want to be they want to be in Oklahoma sooner. I think that uh, the the greatest of it is to have an early signing day it makes it more manageable for you guys and probably more manageable for the student athletes if they're already committed. And I'm w wondering if. Do you see this playing out where it actually does take the heat off you guys a little bit, or with you know the next signing day coming, there's less players available. There's still the same number of programs that probably want them. Does it get crazier? It's going to get crazier for the players that didn't sign. Absolutely, um, and that was something as the as we went into some of these different homes and visited with these parents that that and they asked our opinion on it. That was one of the one of the points that we brought up as you need to understand there's going to be less fish in the barrel now and uh and everybody's going to want them and uh so uh yeah i mean i i think i think it's definitely going to take some of the i don't know if the pressure off but it's definitely going to allow you to be more efficient with your time going forward um especially in january uh, get a chance to move on to the 19 class like we talked about earlier um I, I think it's a positive for the people that are ready to sign. Uh, and again, I think we're all going to learn a lot from this first one, uh, both the prospects and the schools, and uh, and probably something that everybody will continue to handle better as the years go on. How many how many more scholarships do you have that you can give out? 
Uh, we got a few. I don't want to get too specific on it um, because it's always a little bit of a moving target. Um, but we've got, you know, we still expect to sign, you know, several more here throughout this process. I think we'll get pretty close to a full class. When you get a break like this, sometimes players get a chance to take a deep look at whether they want to stay here. Has anyone expressed a desire to want to transfer? Uh, not that we're ready to announce at this time, no. And there you have it. Is this our longest edition ever of the Sooner Sports Podcast? Maybe. On Tuesday, Toby and I will go in-depth with the game plan, OU and Georgia. And then next week, we'll be live from Pasadena, or I guess as live as you can be on a podcast. As always, uh, one of the greatest holiday gifts I get is seeing your incredible ratings and reviews to this podcast. Keep them coming on iTunes. And make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We'll be back on Tuesday with the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great holiday weekend at Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.